You're listening to Minor Talk On Demand exclusively on 600 ESPN El Paso. Stay up to date with Minor Talk by downloading the free 600 ESPN El Paso mobile app. All right, welcome in. Minor Talk is live. We are presented by the Oscar Arieta Agency. UTEP with a dominant victory on Senior Day, 40-6 against Florida International. You want to talk about it with us? We could do so. Minor Talk is live. Another football edition. Our telephone number, 915-505-6009. Special thanks to the Oscar ID at the agency for bringing us Minor Talk after every UTEP football game, after every men's basketball game. The Oscar ID at the agency, they bring the UTEP hometown hero after every game. And uh, you could check out their hometown heroes and check out their prizes that they give away after every or during every UTEP game. Just go to riseup915.com to check out all the great prizes for the Oscar Arieta Agency. UTEP with a dominant 40-6 victory today. If you want to talk about it, we could do so. We've got a Twitter poll up. We've got a, a lot of interest, excitement after this one for minor fans. Uh, but, I mean, you know, it's it's a good one for the minors. It, we can give UTEP all the credit in the world right now. A dominant victory in this contest and to be honest with you Sal none of this means anything if uh, UTEP doesn't win next Saturday against UTSA you could be excited about this one you could talk about all the great things UTEP did against a really bad Florida international team on senior day today but all that matters is surviving and advancing to try to become bowl eligible next week against the best team in conference USA at UTSA yeah and and that's a tall task right it, and it's come down to this after there were games that the miners definitely uh should have won you know at least on paper didn't happen in real life but we could talk about Louisiana Tech you know what I mean we could talk about Middle Tennessee we could talk about Rice um their, their last um game as well so this is something that really really um is kind of I don't want to say hindering them but they're in this position because they didn't handle business when it needed to be handled however with all of that being said there's still one more game to play who knows what type of state UTSA will be in? Um, I mean, we can talk about that later, but I mean, it is what it is because of um, the way that they've played so far this year. You know what, Sal? The interesting thing is you 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 uh, touched on it right there. You alluded to it. There are just so many games that I go back this year and think, man, UTEP could have, would have, should have won this game. There's so many of those games. I mean, you look at the first game of the season in North Texas. Yeah, I mean, I know the Mean Green destroy UTEP 31-13, to but if things uh, broke a little bit better for the Miners early into that contest, maybe that's a whole different game. There's no reason UTEP should have lost 27-10 to against New Mexico. No what that Lobos team right yeah. now is right now they're one of the worst teams in the country forget the Mountain West in the country they're, they're one of the worst groups uh that Louisiana Tech loss it starts to look worse and worse as the weeks go on I mean Florida International who UTEP killed today they beat La Tech so I, I'm, I'm confused about that one um you could go back to the Rice game you could go back to the Middle Tennessee game the fact is UTEP has had their chances to become not just bowl eligible but to actually become a winning program with this group that they currently have and, you know, the, the problem with UTEP's football team this year is we've seen the good, the bad, and the ugly. We've seen the Jekyll and Hyde with this group. Some nights they look great. Some nights they are crisp. And other nights they're inconsistent. So, um, you know, with this game right here, 40-6, to the way that they went up 38 nothing at the half, that's dominant right there. Give credit to yeah. seniors uh, Calvin Brown, Holtz, and Ray Flores. Give credit to uh, Dana Dimmel for developing a running attack that, like we saw today. Deion Hankins and Ronald Awad had a tremendous game. UTEP gained 335 rushing yards on the ground on 61 carries compared to get this, only 18 pass attempts. That's the distribution when the miners are rolling that they love. We saw this, you know, yeah. they favored the run heavily when they had Gavin Hardison in that quarterback against Boise State. It was over 50 rush attempts in that game to just 11 pass attempts. That's the one with Gavin Hardison. Now, without Gavin Hardison, he was knocked out of that Rice game, had that ankle injury, um, you know, does not come back in this one, went through warm-ups, but we kind of figured throughout the whole week, it was all, it was is going to be Calvin Brownholtz no matter what. When Calvin Brownholtz yeah. stepped into the mix, 
the rushing attack was perfect, and and Brownholtz gives you uh, a different element at the quarterback position. He's such a gamer right now, Sal, that I almost honestly have to say it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what kind of health and the state that Hardison is in next week. I'd roll with uh, Calvin Brownholtz no matter what. Yeah, and and you could add on to the fact that this might be his last game, um, you know, in, in college football itself. So this was his final home game for sure. Um, he, he said he made that decision, and this is off of the pregame interview, by the way, uh, but he, he made the decision that this would be his last year playing football. Even though there's the possibility of another year, he, he ruled it out. He's like, no, want to go work with the, uh, maybe work with the family business, help out his dad. So shout out to him. I, but, I heard that. But, but all of that aside, um, that could be his last game as a minor, but for him to go out on top at home, and I'll, I'll pick up this line in a bit, for him to do that at home is huge. Hey, congrats. Now you got another chance next week. Of course, that's up to the coaching staff, but I'm with you. I would go with Calvin. Our telephone number, 915-505-6009 to get into minor talk. The Miners beat the Florida International Panthers 40-6. to UTEP completes the sweep over Florida teams uh, throughout the season as well, and now they improve to 5-6 and six on the year. They have one more game on their schedule. It's UTSA next week, the best team in Conference USA, and for the Miners, they're, they have to win. It's a must win situation to try to go to a bowl game and let, let's just be honest um, this is still a disappointment of a season. The, today's game doesn't change anything like that. This is a season where the Miners had high hopes and a 6-6 six and six record to finish out the year. That's not an improvement. However if they did become 6-6 six and six and they somehow managed to win their bowl game, then they turned it around by the end Man. of the season, which is something last year's team could not say. They, they actually fell apart when it came to the last uh, stretch of the season. But you look at UT TSA right now and how they've been on this win streak early on into the year they had losses to the likes of Houston number 20 at the time Texas uh, and they haven't lost since they've won eight in a row including a recent victory 41 to 7 against Rice and they beat Louisiana Tech 51 to 7 so they're not just beating teams they're blowing teams out right now they're not just trying to beat teams in Conference USA to win this league they're trying to win this league and get to a New Year's Six Bowl right now UTSA has high standards, and so UTEP going into this game next week, it's going to be tough. It will be an uphill battle. Our telephone number is 915-505-6009. Let's pause 10 seconds for station identification. You're listening to Minor Talk, brought to you by the Oscar Adietha Agency, right here on 600 ESPN El Paso. Our telephone number again, 915-505-6009. You could also tweet us at 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter. I expect today to be a little quiet, um, mm-hmm. maybe get a little bit of uh, response on our podcast after the fact. There's a UTEP women's basketball game coming up right now. There's also a lot of college football going on, and it's cold. I think a lot of people were, uh, were ready to dip out of there third quarter, early uh, fourth quarter out of that UTEP game. Those who actually attended, they said 10,700. Uh, it did not look like a lot of people whatsoever at the Sun Bowl oh, in no. an afternoon contest. It was quiet and everybody was freezing, Sal. It was so cold. I can honestly tell you, the the I know that people harp on the game time, but I can assure you there would have been less fans if the game was, you know, the traditional oh, 6 yes. o'clock, 7 o'clock time so forget it man absolutely man and and it didn't sound too loud over the air of course but i would say um you know when they had their big plays they were they sounded present so i'll I'll give them uh you know credit on that the diehards are always going to be there but they gave them something to cheer for and that's why we heard all those cheers you know what i just have to say that when it came to how cold it was it was just it was freezing man it was it was uh something that just was kind of unexpected at least to me and uh, a lot of those fans, I think in this third quarter, fourth quarter, yeah. they just ended up leaving. So I think that's what will kind of attribute to how it'll be a little quiet today on the phones and on Twitter. I think a lot of people are already home and have already kind of forgot about this game. <laughs> They're just happy to be inside. Exactly. <laughs> that's right. Uh, we have a poll up right now. The Miners having to face UTSA on the road next Saturday to become bowl eligible. Can they do it? Give us a call, 915-505-6009, to give us your reason as to why yes or why not? Uh, and right now, we've got a poll up. We have almost 50 votes. 85% of the votes so far have said no, UTEP will not beat UTSA. Sal, is that a surprise? 85%, the overwhelming majority say no way. 
Uh, no, it's it's not a surprise to me. But you know what's crazy is that the the percentage uh, just based off of ESPN, right? So off of that poll that you have there, you said about eighty five percent say no. Yeah. Well, ESPN thinks it's going to be a ninety one point six victory percentage for UTSA. So I, I'd kind of expect the the results to show that when it comes to the poll as the as the show goes on. Our telephone number nine one five five zero five six zero zero nine. As we continue, and we get started here on Minor Talk. Uh, you can also also check us out 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter. That's 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter. Let's get to some tweets. Let's read through them. Uh, first off, this coming in for from uh, Joe Chacon. Really wish ESPN Plus centered their camera for this game. The tilt is ridiculous. Um, this one coming in from Mauricio Casillas. UTEP wants Bama. Shout out to Mauricio from NBC4. Also coming in is Leo underscore minor fan. Uh, haven't heard that name in a little while when I talked about Jalen Joseph from earlier today. Jonathan Byers tweets the show, We've proven we're a hard out against bums, not against teams like UTSA. Um, this is coming from Jacob Cooksey. Stop doubting and thinking that we don't have a chance against UTSA when we do have a chance to play against UTSA this year and beat them. Every tier, ha- every team has a chance. Stop thinking we don't. Um, this is Joe Chacone again who tweets the show. Isn't that what we want to do against really bad teams? Beat them? Don't knock them. They finally showed that they could uh, show up. Every season it's what if, but how about now? We can focus on UTSA and getting that sixth win. Hashtag repping from Colorado now. Hashtag Brock is my OG. Hashtag Minor Ink Crew. There you go, Sal. He's he's all tatted up. Hey, he's that, ready to go. You know what? That That's the name already. Yeah, Minor Ink Crew. I like it. I like it. Let's go to the phones right now. Let's welcome on Robert, who's joining us on the phone lines right now. Tell Our telephone number, 915-505-6009. UTEP defeats Florida International 40-6. to Robert, good evening, man. What's going on? Hey, how are you guys doing today? We're doing well, Robert. What'd you, what about yourself? What did you think of this game? Good, good. I'm trying to warm up a little bit after that game. It's cold, man. I'm freezing, Robert. I'm telling you, I'm still it cold. Was- it was a little chilly, but it was well worth the well worth the well worth the sitting out there and, and getting a little cold. But you know they played great. You know I just uh, hope they can carry that on into San Antonio next week because you know like you said Jekyll and Hyde they play either you know great and uh, you know they hopefully you know San Antonio may overlook them a little bit, but if they come in with the game that they played against Boise if they played the game I mean they look great today if they can play that game. With the intensity next week, you know, we'll give them a good game. I think so too, and I think, but but when you look at this UTSA team right now, they're just they're almost as tough as last year. And remember what happened last year? UTEP hyped that game up in a big way against the Roadrunners, and they stood no chance in that contest, unfortunately. Right. Well, I was there about three or four years ago, and. We played them to the end, and they were highly favored. That's right. Hey, I, I'm with you. UTEP's done well in in uh, San Antonio, oddly enough, Robert. In fact, um, the the reason why UTSA wants to play um, for something next week is that UCF lost today. They lost to Navy. U, UTSA is now in the mix to try to get a New Year's Six bowl bid. UCF could beat the and win the American, and if UTSA wins out, I think the Roadrunners would be um, you know a top group of five team at the end of the season who might try to get a New Year's Six Bowl. So I worried about I worry about the Roadrunners coming into next Saturday trying to play for something like a New Year's Six Bowl. That would be my only worry right there. Well, they're definitely a good game. Got a good team and everything else. But when the UTEP, when UTEP's on, they're on. And hopefully we can we can bring something to the table and then you know show them what we have. All right. Hey, I appreciate it, Robert. Thanks for the phone call, man. We'll talk to you soon, okay? Take care. All right, Robert joining us here on Minor Talk as we continue our telephone number 505-6009. Want to highlight some of the seniors today, definitely. Want to reel off some of those uh, players in particular. There are a lot of names to get to in this contest. Uh, We'll also give you our drive of the game. That's brought to you by uh, our great friends at the Oscar Adietta Agency. We'll give you our Heineken player of the game, and then we will also give you our our player of the game, excuse me, our play of the game brought to you by Specs. Uh, so a lot of stuff to still get into here on Minor Talk as we continue. Our telephone number, 915-505-6009. Uh, Sal, let's start and let's open up the conversation. Calvin Brownholtz looked good today. 
12 of 18. You and I both agree it's Calvin Brown holds next week, even if Gavin Hardison is the is available. If yeah. they go back to Hardison, do you give UTEP a, a better chance without um, Brownholtz or a worse chance? Do you think Gal- Calvin uh, right now gives him a better chance to win that game? Calvin gives him a better chance. He's a better fit for the offense. And then also, too, um, while we're at it, the, the amount of pass attempts, right, 12 for 18, no matter what, that's where the offense has to be regardless of who's the quarterback. It, that's right. It, it cannot exceed 20 unless maybe there's like a couple passes in overtime. Uh, but no, i got to go with Calvin. I love the number of pass attempts. I like that you brought that up. 18 right there, and it felt like they only threw those pass attempts when they absolutely needed to. And they were crisp. They were nice pass attempts, too, by Calvin Brownholds. I thought he threw a really nice ball. There's an argument that uh, he had a couple drops in this contest, and maybe that completion percentage could have even been better than we see right there. 12 of 18, again, 190 through the air, a 67 completion percentage, and a two-touchdown performance for Calvin Brownholtz. Again, I just really liked it. I thought that what he was able to do in that that game um, was just uh, exceptional. And another thing is, Calvin Brownholtz has now done it a couple different times, Sal. That yeah. not that encouraging if you're a UTEP fan? Yeah, because the the way that he fits in with his offense is so perfect. And you talk about the two touchdowns through the air. He started the game off with the first touchdown of the day as well on the ground. So, uh, I mean, we know what he can be in those um, whatever and short situations. But, uh, I mean, I, I don't want to take too, too much into it. I think uh, a lot of it was FIU just not being on the same page and giving up early. However, for them to pounce and, um, you know, time after time again uh, was impressive. But nonetheless, though, Brownholtz being able to to kind of filter it, you know, whenever he wants, whether it's the run or the, or through the air. Yeah, and I also think that, of course, it's the obvious thing to say, but Brownholtz gives you the element of the run. He only had 31 rushing yards today, which isn't that impressive knowing what Brownholtz really does on the ground, but uh, he still gives you the element of that. Yeah, hey, you, you can think of him. It yeah, you ha- running, especially yeah. when it's a zone read, especially when it's a quarterback option. You have to give Brownholtz that kind of credit because he could take it himself and run it if they need it. Our telephone number, 915 Let's go to Ronnie, who's joining us next on the phones. Ronnie, what's going on, man? We're asking people right now, even if Hardison is available next week for UTSA, would you go with Hardison or would you roll with Calvin Brownholtz next Saturday? You asked me this two weeks ago. I'm sticking with Brownholtz. I said that then. You said I was crazy. I'm sticking with him now, regardless of Hardison is healthy or not. Like, that's your guy. Uh, Brownholtz, you just stick with him and ride it. Why? Why is he the guy though? I, I'm so curious. You're you're right. I mean, I was the one who was saying no, no. I'm going to stick by Hardison. I still think you go with Hardison. Now I'm 180 on that. It's it's got to be Brownholtz. 100. percent I mean, he came out and performed, man. Stats speak for themselves, right? Me, you, Sal, we all lie. Numbers don't lie. The kid won the game handily. They look smooth. They look balanced. Why would you go against that now just to give Hardison one last rod? That doesn't doesn't make sense. You know, the team has got a bit of footing going forward, so you might as well stick with that. There's no need to uh, try to reinvent the wheel in the last game at, at UTSA of all places. No matter you're going to Southern Miss, right? You're going to literally a team that you know has had ultimate success and is leading the league to move up a level, so you better not reinvent this wheel. You better stick with what's hot and just ride your hot hand and try to put your best foot forward. Ronnie, do you think they have a better chance now versus maybe two weeks ago, a week ago uh, or so? Do you think UTEP has a better chance against UTSA now if they play something like uh, they played today? Or is this uh, just a really bad FIU team? Uh, It's a combination of both. FIU, as we know, is no good. Um, But I do think they have a better chance just because they're coming off a win. Anytime kids have confidence at this level, you know, it's, it's certainly better than not, right? You know, you, you go back two weeks ago when they lost, going to the bye week, searching for answers, searching for continuity. Like I said, they have something to build off of, so that gives them the, the better opportunity to win. Um, now, do I think they're going to win? Hell no, man. Like, even if UTSA played their, played their second stringers, they're still better than Utah starters. I mean, it just is what it is. That's why they're the cream of the crop. But, you know, in a, in a sport like football where you only get so many games, 12 specifically, Every game matters, right? In basketball, you get a, a slew of games where you can sometimes overlook people and do different things, but it's going to be senior day at UTSA. They want to go out on a high note. You know I mean? They're still fighting for a certain level and, and relevancy of, of what bowl they're going to get into. 
Um, but it doesn't take away from what UTEP did today. And Sal, you should do me a favor. I think Brown Holtz deserves a beat. You got to come up with the Calvin Brown Holtz beat. <laughs> he, should his, he should have his own. He should have his own beat. Um, okay, I got you. He should have his own beat for sure. I and like I it. Him, today was the most arrogant I've ever heard Demo talk after a game. I wish Demo would talk like that. You know, when they win that that today he came out of character. You know what I mean? Which tells me the Broncos put a little belief and fire in him because today he didn't sound like the same old drama and demo. You know, he said, "Hey, we're a tough out. We can play with anybody." Now that's debatable, but uh, <laughs> I like that he's you know spewing that message into the air and projecting those those energies and pounding his chest a little bit. Um, I wish he would have taken an injury to to to, to make this switch or make this move. Wish it would have taken so long, but. It is what it is, man. Um, you got to ride with the hot hand, and you got to give the miners credit for what they did today. And you got to hope for the best next week. But you know, it's a, it's you know, David and Goliath, right? This is like I said, UTSA is the cream of the crop, man. That's senior day. So yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you. Yeah. I'm with you, Ronnie. Well, hey, I appreciate the phone call, man. Thanks for weighing in on the show. Hey, go ahead, Sal. Sorry about no, that. No, no, you're good. I, I was just going to uh, say that, too. That's a really good point. It's their senior day. And we talked about uh, last year how they had so many seniors on the team. They wanted to go out with a bang at home, which they did. I know they dropped in on the road to North Texas, I think, the following week. But um, we're talking about, so far, I know it's a young program, especially in, in D1, but arguably the greatest player in uh, UTSA history, and that's Frank Harris. You yeah. think he wants to go out with the loss? I mean, he's he's the, the Perry Ellis of college football, don't get me wrong, but nonetheless, <laughs> this guy, is a, he's a special talent, man. He killed it today. I think he had like two touchdowns on the ground maybe in the first half and then like two through the air, or th- maybe reverse. I can't remember. Nonetheless, though, th- this guy's a dog, and he's going to he's gonna want to go out with the bang at home. So that's a big, big, good, uh, a big factor and a good point by Ronnie. I forgot about that. It's their senior day. You know, it's an interesting point that he brings up as well. And and also with Frank Harris, he's such a great quarterback. I mean, he's mm-hmm. also a, such a gamer when it comes to tight game, late game situations. Mm-hmm. He's so effective in those moments. And uh, that's what makes him such a special player to watch uh, as, you know, as we move forward in this college football season and as we get ready for bowl games coming up. He's going to be that guy that I'm, I'm ready to watch in the postseason. So um, you're exactly right there, Sal. UTSA is just going to be such a tough team for UTEP to try to beat. Yeah, all around too, especially on defense. You know they've outscored their opponents. Um, I, I looked at it right now, something like ninety-one or ninety-two to fourteen in their wow. last two games. They've only allowed Killer. seven points in their last two uh, conference USA games. So they they're playing with intent. That's the scary part. And and UTEP has shown that um, one of their weaknesses is their secondary. In this one, their secondary was not tested at all. I mean, the UTEP defense shut down this FIU offense completely. 71 total yards of offense on 43 total plays. I mean, that's a, a terrible, terrible outing for FIU. I get it. Um, that team had had uh, you know some things that they wanted to prove on their end, and they just couldn't get anything done. So FIU falls, UTEP advances, and, and still keeps their bull hopes alive. Um, next week they'll try to beat UTSA to hope that they could get to a bowl game. Uh, I don't know how realistic that will be. We have a poll right now up at 600ESPNElPaso.com asking you what you think about UTEP's chances in beating UTSA. And uh, you could you could vote on that right now, 600ESPNElPaso on Twitter. Our telephone number, 915-505-6009. Let's take a timeout right now. When we come back, more minor talk, more phone calls. Got some tweets to get to as well. We're presented by the Oscar Arietta Agency. If you want to give us a call, feel free to do so. We have some app chats as well. You can listen to us on our free mobile app powered by First American Bank, and that is available wherever you get your apps on your phone. Let's take a time out right now. Minor Talk is presented by the Oscar Arietta Agency. You're listening right here on 600 ESPN El Paso. All right, welcome back to Minor Talk. We're presented by the Oscar Arietta Agency. As we continue... I'm Adrian Broadus. He's Sal Montes. You can tweet us at 600ESPNElPaso.com, or on Twitter, I should say. You can check us out in the recaps on 600ESPNElPaso.com, and you could download our free mobile app powered by First American Bank. Um, UTEP defeats Florida International 40-6. to You could chat with us right now, 505-6009 is our telephone number to get into the program. Sal, you brought up a really good point during the break. UTSA ahead of this game next week between the Miners and the Roadrunners. The Roadrunners could possibly be ranked going into this game against the Miners um, ahead of their game next week. UTSA right now 9-2 and on the year, and knowing 
knowing that there are other group of five schools have, that have taken some L's over the past couple weeks, uh, UTSA might find themselves in the top 25 uh, this week. Yeah, and you know what, too, Adrian, I'm looking at it. I know uh, Louisville took on NC State. Uh, yeah, so there, there's a chance there. NC State's ranked 25th, and this is the um, – which poll is this? I think this is the coaches' poll. Uh, I don't want to go to there because uh, – there we go. Yeah, matter of fact, I take all that back. Uh, UTSA is about second place. Uh, I'm sorry, AP Top 25. There we go. But nonetheless, NC State receiving votes. Uh, but either way, 24th ranked Oklahoma State and uh, Oregon State play today. Let's look at Oregon State. That's not a, a good one. They won Oklahoma State. I know they're playing the Sooners, and the Sooners are up 21 to nothing. So okay. do with that what you will. I mean, we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, I know the polls don't really like the Roadrunners that much. It, it took them forever just to get in last year. But either way, though, ranked or not, they don't want to go out like they did last year in the regular season. No, they don't. They definitely don't. And uh, I want to see what uh, UTSA is ranked if that, that ends up being the case this week. So that'll be uh, an interesting thing to kind of watch either way. Um, our telephone number is 915-505-6009 as we continue here on Minor Talk. Let's get to some tweets as well. We'll talk a little bit about some of the seniors that were honored, and then we will um, we will preview ahead what's, uh, what's ahead for next week, and we'll continue to break this game down ahead of uh, – today's close we'll probably not stay on too much we're going to be on uh, uh, several different times next week for basketball so that'll be big for us UTEP taking on Alcorn State and men's basketball action on Tuesday and we will have minor talk for that contest uh, moving forward let's uh, go over to Twitter this coming in from King Eric where was this UTEP where was this UTEP team versus New Mexico versus Rice versus La Tech shouldn't have to come down to literally the last game of the season to determine bowl eligibility which I believe they won't have UTSA is too good that's coming from King Eric I think he put it very well right there um, UTEP had opportunities earlier this year to not have to be in this position yet they are Joe Chacon tweets the show bowling every dog has its day mark my words today miners win by six and pull out a shocker next week hashtag defense will be fired up hashtag zane is the next og hashtag sal needs to post his minor ink hashtag happy thanksgiving hashtag utsa will be our turkey hashtag i don't know i don't know hashtag cowboys over vikings hashtag sink the ship Hashtag, Jesus. that's a lot of hashtags. <laughs> you think? <laughs> I like it, Joe Jacone. Keep it up, man. Keep up the, the hashtags. Good stuff. Um, this one coming in from Lalo. Awesome win. 71 total yards for FIU. Probably the most dominating win since beating UCF 58-13 to in 2008. Well, we found out today that uh, UTEP um, and what they were able to do, first off, on the ground, 335, that's the most rushing yards they had since UTEP actually rushed for over 380 yards in a win against North Texas. That was the final game of Aaron Jones' career back in 2016. So it's been a while. And then the last time UTEP actually led 38 to nothing over an opponent was back in 2007 against Texas Southern. The last time UTEP put up over 35 points in any game came against uh, or any half I should say came against um, uh, Houston when they put up 35 points in the second half of that 2009 victory that was against uh, you might remember Case Keenum and you know that that uh, ranked team for Houston so uh, some interesting stats UTEP hitting a lot of milestones in this win today but I I mean uh, I'm kind of with Ronnie with uh, that question that I asked him how much of that was uh, you know uh, Florida International being really down and how much of that was UTEP actually being up I think that you can give UTEP the credit and say hey UTEP had a great game and they needed to dominate in a contest like this but at the same time you can also um say man florida international that's a really bad team you know what i'll I'll, it's both right and i'll give utep credit because they they punched early they they got they got on fire quickly and put the ball in uh, florida international's court or field if we want to go that route right uh they they put the ball in their field saying hey now it's your turn to respond no nothing happened there and the miners what what we've seen before, right, and this is a common trend where they'll let the other team get back in. They won't put their foot on their throats, and they did that the whole first half so much that basically all you had to do was run the clock out in the second half. So I, I think it's both. 
And I thought it was an impressive victory. I think the way that the Miners did this, I mean, hey, they did it with uh, Calvin Brownholtz. That's a big thing to be said as well. Brownholtz has had his opportunities. He's been around with this program. But until you actually see it on the field, that's that's a big difference right there. And the fact that the Miners got to see uh, success with Brownholtz on the field, having that success with them, that's got to be encouraging for this next game if you're thinking that Brownholtz will be the guy at the quarterback position. Yeah, I definitely agree. And when it comes to Brown Holtz, uh, like I said earlier, I think it just fits the offense uh, better. I agree. And, and for you to not you, but but, <laughs> but but for you to like think about about the game and say, hey, well, Hardison's been their starter all year. Okay, well, how has the team fared under both quarterback? If you, if you had to give a quick answer, just mm-hmm. a quick answer, and it's been better under uh, under Brownholtz, even with the loss uh, that he had against North Texas on the road. Yeah, I think that with Brownholtz, you get a, a little bit more as far as having a quarterback who can do a little bit of both. He can pass and he can run, and the passing might not be the greatest, but I still think that he still uh, it, he could do it. He he could be trusted, and I think that's what you need. You need a trusted option when you're taking a quarterback on the road in a must-win situation like they'll have next week. Let's go back to the phones. Let's welcome on Gabriel, who's joining us next on the phone lines. Gabriel, what's going on? Good evening, man. Good evening. How are you guys? Doing fine, Gabriel. What would you think of this win? I think it was amazing. Uh, uh, I was there at the game, stayed the whole way through. Oh, are you freezing? Are you like? Are you finally warmed up now? A little bit. My, my face is still frozen, but the winds did pick up a little bit. But it was funny to see... Um, during throughout the game, a lot of the fans switched over to the to the away side because there's a little bit of sun, so that kind of kept people yeah. going a little bit, which was real nice to see. But um, listening to the show, big big fan of the show, first time I you know we listen and uh, first time caller too or second time caller. Um, but yeah, I, I totally agree with the quarterback talks. I think um, Calvin opens up the playbook a lot, and I think he gives him a little bit of fire. It's like it's a little bit of like. Kind of like Tyler Heineke with the with the Washington Commanders. Oh, okay, okay. So you're saying Hardison's a little Carson Wentz? Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. I think I think they showed a lot of energy today. It was really really relaxing, and I think it'll be a good momentum for them going into UTSA, which will be a a dogfight. Do you think they can win it, Gabriel? (sighs) It's hard. I I want to say yes, but. You know, being realistic, it's going to be a hard game. I don't, I don't see them pulling out a win, but I do hope that they can make it close at least. And I think, you know, they, they've been planning for you to say before this game, too. Okay. Hey, Gabriel, thanks so much for the phone call, man. Thanks for weighing in on the Appreciate program. It. All right, you take care. Have a great night. Uh, let's keep things moving. Let's go back to our poll asking people, can UTEP do it? Can they beat UTSA on the road to become bowl eligible? Uh, 80% of the votes have said no. Now, almost 20% of the votes say yes, so the votes are actually skewing a little bit more towards yes. UTEP will go bowling. Uh, optimistic people right now as we uh, as we continue here on Minor Talk. Our telephone number, 915-505-6009. Miners were honored today as part of Senior Day. We'll talk a little bit about those players as well as Minor Talk continues. Uh, we'll keep things moving also on the phones as, as uh, we continue here on the show. Our telephone number, once again, 915-505-6009. Our man Milkman is next on the phones. Milkman, good evening. Did you hang in throughout the whole game and wait like, uh, like Gabe? Gabriel did and stay through that cold, cold weather? Indeed I did, yes. Oh, my goodness. I I always go with my dad, and we have never left a game early. I remember being uh, in freezing temperatures watching the Miners get drilled. like It was like 52-3 to or something like that years ago against Utah. And uh, he and I always vow that we'll never leave a game early. And we've threatened to a few years, you know, put up a – Sorry, effort, but we never do. We always stay to the end because it's like, why go to a football game if you're not going to stay to the end? I mean, what's the point? But, yeah, there was there was like hardly anybody left in the stands, but I got to tell you, my dad and I had a great time. We saw the Miners dominate, and whether that was due to, you know, like you said a minute ago, Florida International or amazing. It was great to sit through that cold weather and actually be rewarded. Uh, it was the game was never in doubt, which is really weird going to a UTEP yeah. game and, and saying that. But uh, but I gotta say, um, this uh, backup quarterback, what is it? Uh, yeah, Brownholtz. Brownholtz. Oh yeah. So um, I have always been a, a big Hardison fan. I think the guy's got a a cannon for a, a, an arm. 
but just as you guys were saying, this guy fits better in the offense. I mean, you just you kind of feel it, and I hate to say that because I'm a fan of Hardison, but it it's like the offense just clicks better, right? and it's it's almost you can't even really put a, a put you know put your finger on it, but it's it just seems different. Like he just it just clicks. He's so a gamer too. Say. He's not like the most polished quarterback. He's not going to throw something where you're like, "Man, that was a, such a crisp pass." But he's a gamer. He'll make the pass that you need him to make in order to win the game. The pass that he had to Kelly Arcari wasn't the greatest pass, but he put it in a position where uh, it made Kelly go up and get it. And isn't that all you want? Isn't that what you want from your quarterback right there? Just give you an opportunity Absolutely. to try to get to try to get uh, some more points on the board. Absolutely. I, I feel like a quarterback like that uh, brings out the star in the other players, you know. So I, I, it, it's just kind of an, a more of an all-round thing that everybody just looks better. Um, and, again, big Hardison fan, but i got to say, they they, they got to go with this kid. Yeah, I'm with you, Milkman. Hey, I appreciate the phone call, man. Thanks for weighing in on the show. Uh, I don't know how you stayed through that cold weather, Milkman. I'm telling you, I was freezing. I was in the press box, and the press box was really cold as well. But I I can't even imagine if you actually hung around throughout that game um, waiting for it because it was cold. It was a cold one out there. Uh, As we continue here, our telephone number, 915-505-6009. Let's start talking about the seniors. We'll give out some awards, and we'll wrap this one up here uh, as we continue on minor talk. The seniors that were honored today, uh, Ronald Awat, who did a lot for UTEP over his uh, career. I remember one point in one offseason hearing, um, I believe at the time it was Coach Kugler talking about his uh, transition from running back to linebacker. And Ronald Awat just wanted to play on the field. So to see him uh, grow from, hey, I just want to get some carries, I just want to get some reps, to where he is now, where, where it's a reliable running back, uh, it's it's great to see him um, achieve the goals that he wanted for himself. And Ronald Awat being the primary back, he will be missed within this UTEP team. Uh, Gavin, And feel free to jump in on any of these guys, Sal. Gavin Beckley uh, is somebody who has, yeah. has put up some historic numbers for UTEP this year. 21 straight field goals he has made. Uh, he is also second in the country and made field goals as of right now. Gavin Beckley will be missed uh, because of his re- reliability and how accurate he was, especially when it came to 40 yards. Within 40 yards, I felt like he was automatic. He was going to make every single one. Yeah, and and on a year where you needed points, you know, at at various times in the first quarter, um, he, he's been reliable, and, and that's a big, big factor there. One of the best special teams we've played, uh, special teams players we've seen, and for sure, uh, greatest kicker in UTEP history. Darius Baptist was also honored today as part of a senior day. Uh, also honored today was Dennis Barnes. Dennis Barnes is somebody who has uh, played multiple positions in the secondary for UTEP. Uh, he doesn't get a lot of shine, and he didn't get a lot of shine this year. But I like Dennis Barnes and what he was able to bring as part of a a uh, veteran, um, you know, he was he was the only veteran really in the secondary to help out the minors, and I think they really needed that. They needed help in the secondary, and uh, that's exactly what Dennis Barnes will provide for you. Cal- uh, Walter Don Jr. He's uh, he's I think he's sending it. You know, he he doesn't have any more years of eligibility. I don't think at least as of right now. Um, maybe that could change. Who knows? Maybe they might find another year of eligibility for Walter Don Jr. Josh Farr is also graduating. Uh, he, we didn't get a, t- a chance to see a lot of Josh Farr this year, the wide receiver for the Miners, and unfortunately uh, that was the case for him. Um, Ray Flores, what can we say about the local product today? I know that he wants to get more carries on the ground, and mm-hmm. he got those opportunities today. 13 carries, 128 rushing yards, two rushing touchdowns. That uh, 43-yard rushing touchdown he had to set the tone early on into this game, that was great. That was like an yeah. unbelievable run right there by Ray Flores. Such a physical, physical player. And you know what? We've seen flat Ashes uh, of uh, of what he can do with the ball and getting the ball from the backfield, right? Throughout his tenure with UTEP, this year he finally gets his first touchdown against Boise State. But that should have been a turning point where the offense uh, could rely or, or choose to rely on Ray Flores a bit more. I mean, there's still another game, don't get me wrong, but I, I feel like what happened in this game, you kind of wish that they would have jumped on it earlier, but hindsight is always twenty twenty. That's exactly right. I, I get I get what you're saying, though, Sal. I, I, I definitely do. Uh, let's get back to the phones. Let's welcome on a friend of the program, Babe Loffenberg, who's joining us next on the phones. Babe, what's going on? It's great to hear from you, and you, especially after a big UTEP victory. What, what's, what did you think of this game? 
Well, I thought it was great, obviously. Uh, and hello to you, and hello to Sal. I got Sal. I didn't know Sal was working the buttons, working the microphone. <laughs> he does it all back here. Paid. That's right. Yeah, That's right. Paid. Come on. He's the most he's valuable. Like you, you talk about Calvin Brownholds being the most valuable option to this, this offense <laughs> no right way. now. Sal Month is the most valuable option to us here in 600 ESPN El Paso. I'm just hanging out, guys. That's all. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, no, I, I watched the game and listened to Taish. I kind of keep them both on. Now, I'm up in uh, Minneapolis because, of course, the Cowboys play the Vikings tomorrow. So of course. I was on the airplane, and we, we got the game. You know, we have Wi-Fi, but you don't get it on the plane until you're 10,000 feet in the air, and then you don't get it back until you're, you know, once you hit 10,000 coming down, you don't get it until the ground. So I, had a, I missed a little bit of the game, but not much, not much. And, yeah, great win, and I, I was really, really happy. And I listened to the post-game show there with Teich and, and Coach Demo, and he said he thinks everybody played. So I, I love all those seniors getting in there, especially the local kids from El Paso. Uh, fantastic. By the way, local kid from El Paso uh, talked to um, Aaron Jones last week on the field. Oh, that's great. The game. That's awesome. Yeah, I bumped into him. And, of course, I had met him at the uh, – gosh, my, my son Joelie and I were at a game last year where he attended. I think it was right at the start where, you know, everybody – NFL hadn't started their regular season yet, but you kind of have two weeks there. And anyway, so I had a chance to say hello, and he's a very, very nice kid. And, uh, until he gets the ball in his hands, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> but, uh, had a nice chat. He, he said he follows Luke and the whole story, and so it was great. It was great seeing him. Oh, that's a great story. I love that right there. Hey, uh, hey, babe, what do you think of the performance today from Calvin Brownhold? So just another gutsy performance, right? Oh, yeah, I love that kid. I mean, he is so competitive, almost to a fault. He gets a little too hyper sometimes, you know. You see the, the cool, collective quarterbacks, you know, and Calvin wants to scrap with everybody out there. <laughs> but, uh, no, I love it. I was, I was so happy that, uh, you know, he, he's put in a lot of time there. And uh, I'll never forget, uh, Bill Walsh, I was recruited to Stanford by Bill Walsh, went there my freshman year, and Bill Walsh went to the 49ers the next year, and John Elway came in, so – that combination said, ah, oh, this doesn't look too good for the Bambino here. But uh, <laughs> anyway, he said, football isn't fun. It's rewarding. And I thought, man, that's the first time anybody's ever said, boy, aren't we having fun? And, you know, when you're in pads and 15 pounds of gear and a helmet and it's 100 degrees, and you're like, no, this is really not that fun. <laughs> but it is rewarding. So uh, it's not fun not playing. But it is fun when you get out there. And, again, I'm, I'm sure – Calvin felt rewarded for all the hard work he's put in this year, and we'll see if he, you know, see if he goes again next week against UTSA. Yeah, I mean, hey, babe, isn't this all you want, though? I mean, I, I know UTEP has had uh, their their adversity that they faced earlier this year, but now we get a chance to watch UTEP in, in kind of a win-or-go-home situation next week, and it, it is against the best team in Conference USA. And how, how uh, about the Miners trying to play a little spoiler to UTSA, who might be ranked, we talked about this earlier, might be ranked next week when uh, the, the AP poll comes out and when we start to get those rankings and stuff like that. Yeah, and if you were if you were two and nine going into the game, you'd say, "Hey, let's be the spoiler here." But you, you don't have to worry about spoiling their season. You just have to worry about getting to a bowl game for your season, right? So, I mean, that's enough motivation to me um, in, in terms of getting after UTSA next week. And then, and hey, they're good. They're well coached. Uh, are they more talented? Yes. Are they the better team? Yes. Can UTEP beat them? Yes. And I was there for the Boise State game, Adrian. I was, I was on the field, you know, watching that game. Hey, nobody gave the Miners a chance in that one, right? So if they can beat Boise, who has now gone on, I think they're 7-3 and three, if I'm not mistaken, and I don't think they've been beaten in their conference play. Uh, if you can beat them, why can't you go to UTSA and beat them? It's a good point. Hey, I mean, Boise State is killing it right now. They've turned their entire yeah. <laughs> season around since their loss to UTEP. It's crazy that that's the case. Well, UTEP had to slap them in the face a little bit, wake them up, and <laughs> but that wasn't the, the thing about that game, which I think you can sell to your team coming into San Antonio game. Um, that was not a fluke. I mean, hey, sometimes there's fluky things happen. You, you know, you get outgained by 300 yards and somehow you figure out a way to win because they fumbled a punt and then they did this. They just, I mean, UTEP took it to them. I mean, they dominated that game physically. And, 
I'd love to see that happen again. Yeah, it should be interesting, babe. We're, we're, we're looking forward to it next week, season finale. Hey, really appreciate the phone call, babe, and have a great call tomorrow. Cowboys, Vikings, we'll, we'll be sure to hear it with uh, us here on our partner station, 95.5. Absolutely. Hey, we're gonna, we always give the fighting demo a shout-out. Brad Sham, our play-by-play guy, is always quick to point out the, about the fighting <laughs> demos. Right? I so love that. The fighting demos. The Fighting Demos will get a shout-out at some point during that game tomorrow. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That's great stuff, babe. Hey, great to talk to you, man. Have a great night, okay? All right, so you and Adrian have a great night. Be careful out there. Thanks, babe. Have a good one. Oh, that's awesome. It's great to always talk to Babel Offenberg here on the show, good friend of ours. And, uh, yeah, UTEP defeating Florida International. I guess that warrants a Babel Offenberg call when you beat him like 40-6 to right there. You have Calvin Brownhold stepping up, local product stepping up. I get it right there. Let's continue to talk about some of the seniors that were honored today as part of Senior Day, Sal. Uh, We're talking about some other ones. Uh, Defensive back Joe uh, Hagopian, defensive back Tyreek James were honored today. Jalen Joseph, a senior who played today, almost had a rushing touchdown, but it was called back. It was first initial, uh, it was called the touchdown and then they reversed it back and said his uh, knee stepped uh, his knee was down. Um, the uh, Robert Mervin was honored today. Mike Malowitz was honored today, wide receiver. Um, Kelton Moss and Jadrian yeah. Taylor. Those guys were honored today. Both of them came up with a half a sack. And uh, those guys are going to be the guys that UTEP misses a ton. Those guys are standout players for UTEP's def- yeah. defensive line. And, and you know what? Too since they've stepped on campus, they, they've been um, they've been impact players. And, and I, I mean, both of them. I don't want to say one more than the other, right? But I, I just want to kind of zone in on on Kelton Moss. I mean, this is a guy who, as soon as he stepped on the field, there was that presence of of I'm that dude, and I'm going to help you know anchor this defensive line. And that's what he's done. And, and I agree. And to say it's all him is not fair because you have the likes of Jadrian Taylor, uh, plenty of other guys, Blake Thompson as well. You know, he, he's done some good things. So just kind of looking at the um, at the entire defensive line this season, there's bits and pieces from everybody that have had that have contributed to the greatness that has been the defensive line this year. And they've really picked it up in the second half. Really, um, really going to hurt to see them to not have the band all together anymore. But being that you're keeping some of those guys for next year and you can rely on them as leaders is a is a good thing, too. I think you can rely on Maurice Westmoreland. Here, here's how the defensive line is right now and how it'll be probably next year. You'll probably this year. It's, of course, Praise and Jadrian on both ends. And then it's Kelton Moss, Keenan Stewart up front. So next year, you're going to probably uh, take uh, Praise Amehule, who's going to be at your edge. You'll have uh, Keenan Stewart Turning at least that's how it is right now. You might have you might slide in uh, Sioni Tangaua or Tavita Tafuna as far as the defensive tackle to slide in place of Kelton Moss, and then the other edge rushing position will probably go to Maurice Westmoreland, uh, who's been a standout player for this Miners team as well. So that's that's at least how I would see the breakdown shaping up to be. Uh, but I guess we'll have to wait and see for next year. Um, other guys who are honored today: Gary Feard, who had an interception today. How about that? Uh, both oh, brothers. Blake Thompson, Trent Thompson. Man, I think UTEP's going to miss Trent Thompson in a, in a huge, huge way. Uh, along with James Tupo, who's also a senior, Sal. How about that? So you're losing some of your big yeah. big guys who do a lot of dirty work for you. Yeah, big time. And, and speaking of dirty work as well, I, I don't know if his name's been mentioned or not, but Cal Wallerstedt. Yeah, that's a great that, name to that, mention that, too, that, Sal. I did not hu- mention him. That's going to be a huge loss uh, going into next year. Somebody who's deserved every single big play that that he's been a part of this year and somebody who um you know who commands attention when he's out there on the field so that's going to be a big big loss but to see him you know close out his minor career um healthy to see him make the plays that you know everybody believed that he was capable of making that he knows he's capable of making has been huge i'd say that's uh, one of the best stories this year when it comes to um to individuals no doubt i mean cal wallerstead wasn't supposed to even play this year and look at what kind of an impact he made uh i i agree completely there sal deshaun trotter also also honored, Dalen Williams honored, and Tyson Wilson honored as well to round out the 23 Miners who were who were recognized today for Senior Day. Uh, great win for the Miners. Alexa Dominguez tweets the sh- 
show. This win is irrelevant if UTEP loses next week. If UTEP wins next week, then we can celebrate and talk on how they won today and shocked UTSA. Our telephone number, 915-505-6009, as we continue here on Minor Talk. We're also at 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter. Uh, That's 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter. Um, Looking ahead to next week, before we get to our, our, our different awards and we wrap up the show here tonight, Next week is UTSA. They're 9-2 on the year. They just beat Rice 41-7. UTEP has shown that they can beat the best of them with uh, wins against the likes of Boise State and Florida Atlantic. Can they beat the best team of Conference USA next week? Stadium will have the coverage. It's a 1.30 start on Stadium next week. Uh, the last time we have to watch a stadium game, Sal. How about that? You know what? Stadium has not been that bad. I think it's I'm way, with you. I think it's way better than ESPN+. Plus. Uh, I heard ESPN Plus was bad today. Not, not no fault <laughs> to our friends like Eric Elkin, uh, but I heard it was uh, more yeah, production. Yeah, just the 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 camera work, everything. I know there's a lot that go into it that I probably don't know about, but it, it's not just um, it, it's not just the issue with UTEP games. I, I think fans all across the board, when it comes to their team playing on or having their game broadcasted on ESPN plus uh, they're, they're not happy about it because of the product and it, it happens all over. So, um, Long story short, yeah, stadium is shout out to stadium. <laughs> and, and hey, this was uh, also senior day for Nike. Sal, no more Nike checks over. I mean, stripes over checks at <laughs> next year. They're going to Adidas. What do you think about that? Hey, the stripe is ripe. I'm all in. You're in. You're you're okay with Adidas. Yeah, I I'm just saying that because I mean, whatever. Bring on <laughs> the next sponsorship. But no, there's been some really cool um some really cool colorways for their signature players. So I'm interested in seeing like what shoes are they going to wear? Are they going to do the the D Mitchells or, or the I'm Don, with, the I'm Dons, in, I'm with you right? there. Are they going to do the classic D Roses? Who knows? Maybe some Hardens. Who, who else do they have? Do they have Embiid? Um, I, that's what somebody asked me today. I can't even tell you. I, I couldn't tell you who else they had beyond those guys you just mentioned there. So I know that they have like in it, when you when you talk about football, they have uh, you know guys like. Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Jones, uh, people like that, but I don't know about any of the other ones right there. So we're gonna have to we're gonna have I, to see what UTEP unveils. I, I got some here, and and I don't know if Embiid is or not, so I take all of that back. But James Harden, Donovan Mitchell, Derrick Rose, got got to stick your wrist out and tap it because you're Damian Lillard. You have Trey Young, uh, John Wall, Zach Levine, some good names. Obviously, we know it's not uh, Nike. We're, we're not going to compare. You could kind of shut it down with LeBron James. There you go. At the end of the day. But uh, still, though, I, I, I think it's a good look. Our telephone number, 915-505-6009, as we continue here on Minor Talk. Uh, I'm not in with the Adidas, so we're going to we're gonna disagree there. So I'm just not a fan of Adidas. Uh, I'm a Chex Over Stripes guy for sure. Uh, I'll stick with the Nike. I think it's more important. I was telling this to people in the press uh, press box today. I think this is way more important to people who are younger, people who have who are way younger right now and skew to have a, more of a younger taste. They are going to favor Nike on their side. UTEP defeats Florida International forty to six. We're continuing here on Minor Talk. Let's welcome on Steve Kaplowitz onto the show. Steve, you were there. You got a chance to watch the Miners in a cold, cold Sun Bowl uh, environment. What? What do you think of this win for the Miners? Uh, first off, uh, let's talk about the weather, okay? Um, I was only on the field in the fourth quarter. It was the coldest game I think I've ever been to in my entire life. Like, uh, and, even, and, and even being on the field, just the wind was whipping. It was a biting cold. It was miserable. And you know what? For UTEP to come out and play the way they did, I thought it was terrific. They jumped on them early, and it seemed like once they got ahead, uh, Florida International just they, they 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 were punched in the mouth and they couldn't come back and and it was you know just a, a total domination for UTEP. I can't believe you got on the field in the fourth quarter, Steve. Uh, that it was freezing. Like I was walking to my car and I was oh. freezing my ass off. <laughs> Listen, Adrian, I'm I'm not gonna lie to you. All right, I'm an idiot. Um, I was I wanted to take pictures for the sh- for the station website for some for some stories we're going to write about, I, and I didn't take anything in the first three quarters. I was smart. I was up in the press box hanging out with you and some others. And then I figured, at eh, the fourth quarter, let's go down there for a little while. It was, um, it was awful. And no wonder there was 200 people left in the stadium. I mean, it was just one of those miserable, miserable days where it felt like it was about 25 degrees 
And, um, you know, some people were dressed for it. Some weren't. I definitely didn't layer well enough, especially with how I dressed. And uh, I paid the price. It was awful. I'm telling you, man. It was brutal cold, and the br- the wind would made it worse. But, hey, for the Miners, a, a yeah. big win. What, what do you think? Do you feel like they can actually pull it off next week? Um, Listen, let's not jump ahead of ourselves, all right? They won their fifth game of the season. They did exactly what we said they needed to do to win. They ran the ball. They controlled the uh, clock. Even when they made mistakes, didn't come back to hurt them. They jumped on FIU early. UTSA is not Florida International. Let's be clear about that. They have a much better offensive line. They have a much better offense. It's going to be a huge challenge to the UTEP defense. But I'll say this. I like the way the Miners' offense has run since Calvin Brownholz has been been the quarterback. I mean, you look at the way they run the ball, the way they've controlled things. Um, They've got some confidence. They're playing with good energy. You know, I'm not going to call a win over UTSA and say they're going to finish bowl eligible at 6-6. but stranger things have happened. Um, nobody, and I mean nobody, expected UTEP to be ahead 38 nothing at halftime. It took like 45 minutes to try to find the last time the Miners were actually scoring that amount of points in the first half of a football game. Right, exactly. And that's what made it so amazing right there for the Miners to do that. I get it, granted, against a team that isn't isn't very uh, spectacular whatsoever, but the, the fact of the matter is UTEP's offense has looked better in the past couple weeks, and it's largely due to the uh, the quarterback change to no fault of uh, Gavin Hardison. He just went out with an injury. Calvin Brownhold stepped up in a big way, and uh, that offense looks good right now. Defense held, held their own on their end, and uh, as a result, the Miners take the victory yeah and, and look you picked florida international on sports talk yesterday to win yeah exactly that's right i did i i definitely did and you want to know something there's probably a lot of minor fans that would have agreed with you and said the exact same thing so you know it doesn't i don't think it was that far-fetched uh at the same time a 14 and a half point spread seemed ludicrous um and then i guess the joke's on us right because the miners came out and uh covered that spread with ease yeah, definitely with ease. And I thought that was way too many points to give the Miners, but they, they took those points and they ran with it. Hey, Steve, you have a great rest of the weekend, man. Appreciate the phone call. Thanks for weighing in on the show. Hey, enjoyed it, guys. Have fun. And uh, I've never been cut off on a, on, on a sports show that is on a radio <laughs> station before. So that's also new to me. Have fun and uh, make sure you guys finish up by 7 o'clock. Oh, man, that's hilarious. Do you have anything else? Do you have any other thoughts, Steve? Oh, no, he just hung up we there. just lost him, yeah. <laughs> I thought he. I thought he was done. I thought he was ready to. Ready to I was trying to cut him off. I thought he was just done. So I was. I didn't want to keep bugging him and, and keep asking him more questions. But um, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I think it's. He was right when he brought up UTSA. There's just you. You can't overrate this win. You can't overvalue this victory for the miners. And as a result, UTEP's got to. You know, they've got to try to generate what they did offensively in this contest. Try to make that uh, travel with them against UTSA. But even that. Even then. Even if UTEP put all of that together, it's still going to be very difficult to try to go on the road and beat UTSA yeah. next week. That's the bottom line. Yeah, and I always think about uh, who's going to win based off of this. And let me know how you feel about this too, Adrian. My, my philosophy is if both teams are playing at their best, who's going to come out on top? And if I were to ask you that same question going into next week, would you pick the Roadrunners? 100%. Okay. Now, let's say UTEP plays, UTEP plays really well. And the Roadrunners play a mediocre game. Who do you think is going to come out on? Uh, still the Roadrunners. Right? I so, still think them. So either way, the Miners are going to have to play a damn near perfect game just to even have a chance. Now, it's, it's possible, right? But this is what they're up against. And Steve, it's right. They're not Florida International. They're not Florida Atlantic. Um, uh, I want to say they're not Boise State, but I mean, that that's a whole other story. Boise State is doing what they did now as a result of UTEP. Uh, but either way, though... They're going to have to bring their A game for sure. This was a good win, but start focusing on that next game already because you, you did what you needed to do to get to this point, and it's still not over. couple other notes to mention. Um, there were a lot of UTEP recruits out there today, a lot of guys that UTEP is looking at right now uh, out of the high school ranks, also even out of the junior college ranks. Just a lot of players out there today. And then we got a lot of people announcing that they have uh, been offered by UTEP. Uh, we got Dimitri Madden. He is a defensive tackle right now who is from Nimi. He 
He graduated from Roswell High, and he received an offer from UTEP. Uh, James Tuye Maine. Uh, he he is a JUCO defensive back from Ventura College. That's a pipeline that UTEP has been able to establish. He received an offer from UTEP today. Uh, the biggest name that I found today uh, very interesting was Gael Ochoa, Pebble Hill yep. standout uh, junior uh, quarterback who has been offered by UTEP. We've been waiting for the first Division One offer to go to Gael Ochoa, and the fact that UTEP was the first one, that's big news for the Miners to get in early in one of the with one of the best uh, quarterbacks across the city of El Paso. I think he was the best quarterback this year in, in, in across the city. Gael Ochoa, that was a, a good uh, you know a good sign to see right there for the Miners. Yeah, he's had his name in the mix for a while, right? When yeah. it comes to uh, top quarterbacks in the city, definitely a name you hear often, especially on Football Friday Night. I want to say every right. other every other call in from you guys was a was a touchdown or some big play that he was a part of. So definitely deserving. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing what what he's going to do at the collegiate level. Hopefully it's at UTEP, right? But um, wherever he goes, I think he's going to stand out. A couple other names to mention. Katie Johnson. uh, He is a junior college defensive tackle right now at Kilgore. Uh, how we've heard so many names from Kilgore, especially from the defensive line, and he could be added to that mix. Uh, also, defensive tackle uh, Marcus Moore from Coffeyville Junior College. He w- announced that he has received an offer from UTEP. Uh, another guy who has uh, received an offer from UTEP. Uh, this is somebody who is also a junior college defensive tackle from Norseman. Football, I have no clue where that even is, and I, I don't think UTEP has ever recruited somebody out of Nor- Norseman. Uh, this is Iman Oates uh, from Northeastern Oklahoma A&M College. That is uh, short for Norseman football. Interesting right there. But either way, uh, UTEP ha- hosting a lot of players today for recruiting. Uh, I saw some Eastwood names. I even saw a Las Cruces Centennial uh, sweater today. So they're recruiting some of the um, Las Cruces players as well. Saw an Eastwood uh, you know, person who was out there as well. So some Franklin guys, Shea Smith, Bo Sparks were there. So UTEP uh, doing their due diligence today, senior day, uh, and bringing in a lot of people. Uh, this this was the most rushing yard since uh, Aaron Jones put up over 300 and the Miners put up 384 back in 2016 against North Texas, uh, which really shows what UTEP did in that contest. Sal, let's turn the page. Let's uh, pause 10 seconds for station identification and then we'll bring you uh, the awards for this contest after this. Uh, let's go to our station identification as you're listening to Minor Talk right here on 600 ESPN El Paso. Thank you, Sal. Let's continue here on Minor Talk. UTEP defeats Florida International 40-6. to Let's get to some awards. Uh, we did not get to convene about these, but let's let's just go through them, Sal. Yeah. Let's get it done. Uh, first off, let's start with our specs play of the game. Now, there, there were a lot of great plays throughout this contest, but it, uh, if I had to pick my favorite play of this game, it'd be that 43-yard rushing touchdown. Ray Flores capping it off, and he scored that one to cap off a five-play, 75-yard drive, and that was two minutes, 50, uh, 52 seconds. Do we have that highlight, Sal? All right, let's yeah. go. It's Ray Flores, rushing touchdown from 43 yards. They give it away, Flores, right side, 40, 35, near side, 30, 25, 20, 10, 5. Flores dives at the pylon. No motion of a score. Two it. officials talk about it. Now they say touchdown, Miners! Ray Flores, senior product from Isleta High School. He rushed for 128 rushing yards and two touchdowns on 13 carries. He That was the play of the game. And that's brought to you by Specs Wine, Spirits, and Finer Foods. They have been a Texas family-owned destination for selection and savings since 1962. Specs is your one-stop shop with literally thousands of wines, spirits, and beers at everyday lower prices. From tantalizing tailgate treats to UTEP party watch uh, must-haves, you could also check out Specs experts who are here to help you get exactly what you need with professional suggestions on world-class wines, rare spirits, and new craft beers. You could check out Specs right next to UTEP. It's 2525 North Mesa Street, and that is 
specs, wine spirits, and finer foods. Uh, let's continue and go to our Heineken player of the game. Sal, there's so many good op- options right here. Yeah. Uh, I'll, t- I'll swing it to you. Who's our player of the game out of this one? You know what? Player of the game? Oh, man, th- this is a tough, tough call because uh, what they did on the postgame show, if you weren't listening, they did co-players yep. of the game. I-, I like that idea, but I don't want to do it. Like, so- There has to be one, right? There, there should always be one. But I'm going to go with, um, you know what? I'm going to stick with Ray Flores. All right, Ray Flores. I I, want to go Ray Flores. I know that Brownholtz was an amazing piece. I mean, think of it like this, 1A, 1B, but of course, A before B, so I'll go Ray Flores. All right, Ray Flores winning our Heineken player of the game, reminding you to drink Heineken, uh, must be 21 and older to purchase. Uh, Ray Flores, uh, again, 13 carries, 128 yards on the ground, and two touchdowns, winning our player of the game as well. As far as our drive of the game, um, I'm going to go with the opening drive, Sal. UTEP starts things off, 11 plays, 75 yards. They waste almost six minutes of time of possession. They started at their own 25-yard line, and they drove it down the field. It was a one-yard rushing touchdown by Calvin Brownholds to cap off this drive. And that's brought to you by the Oscar the Agency. They've got seven locations across El Paso from the west side to Fabens. You can contact the Oscar the Agency by phone at 915-400-6000. That's the Oscar the Agency, who also sponsors us here on Minor Talk. We're going to turn the page, look over to next week. We've got Minor Talk coming up Tuesday. It's UTEP men's basketball going up against Alcorn State. No minor talk next Wednesday, Sal. And then we will be back in action Friday for a big one. Texas A&M Corpus Christi coming to town against the Miners uh, for some men's basketball action. It's the Jim Forbes Classic next week at the Don Haskins Center. Wednesday's game is uh, Colorado State Bakersfield, so that should be an uh, interesting one as well. Um, uh, And, and, you know, when it comes to the Miners next week, we will have all the minor talk that that you'll definitely want to listen to. We will have minor talk after the UTEP UTSA game. Sal, any final thoughts going into this week, uh, knowing what UTEP men's basketball has ahead of them, and knowing also what a team like uh, the, the football team has ahead of them in, in UTSA? Uh, a, a lot of sports to uh, to wrap your head around for sure. That's my initial thought. So many games uh, when it comes to UTEP athletics, but uh, I'll, I'll start with basketball first. I want to find out how can they build on on success. So we know what they did against uh, New Mexico State. Defense was outstanding. Um, how are they going to respond in their next game after that? Uh, albeit it is at home, but it's another formidable opponent. Can you continue to uh, to be that pressure uh, builder on defense that you are? And then when it comes to football, same concept. How can you build on success? And this is um, the toughest matchup, uh, one of the toughest teams to play all year. Matter of fact, maybe the toughest team that they have on their schedule all year. So how are you going to save your season and um, and extend it against the best team? We'll see how they respond. We'll see, Sal. I'm I'm looking forward to both uh, both you know teams and seeing what they're able to do. Men's hoops they take on CSU Bakersfield. My apologies on Wednesday, November 23rd. It's Alcorn State first on Tuesday, seven o'clock tip off for both those contests. Tuesday and Wednesday, and then the Friday game at two o'clock as well. Uh, that'll that'll do it for us here on Minor Talk. Special thanks to everybody who tweeted into the show and who also chimed in via 600 ESPN El Paso on our mobile app and our phone lines as well. Uh, For Sal Montes, I'm Adrian Broaddus. We're winding it up saying thank you so much for listening to Minor Talk right here on 600 ESPN El Paso.